The players' strike became official at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to finish the season anyway. We're going to use replacement players. They've all played football somewhere. Not all of them in the pros, but they all have something unique to bring to the game. Hey, Scab! I don't want trouble. One, two, three! Thanks, guys. Hey, Falco! You're not even a has-been! You're a never-was! We're going to take those people and try to put together a winning team. Nothing else. They should be fun to watch. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. You were petrified? Figured I'd live without you by my side. The Lord is by your side. And then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And you know I hate this damn song. dude shit i was petrified <laughs> see but that doesn't work because we can't we can't we can't segue into that i don't know how to get over it, is this but... the best orlando jones movie ever no this is not was that one of your questions no but i love where you're going with this it's okay listen <laughs> it's not drumline because that's not an orlando jones movie Ooh. sorry what and, and this is Clifford Franklin, bigger than Dr. Jones? <laughs> yes. It wasn't Dr. Lee. Dr. Yeah, Lee. Wasn't Dr. Lee. Lee. Yes. Drumline's one I would love to do. Petey Pablo. Who am I? I love Petey Pablo. North Carolina. Yeah. Love... Well, I guess we should just kick this off. Eh? Eh? Sure. <laughs> that was a horrible pun. Uh, so tonight we have the roommates. That is Brian, and I am Ryan. Tonight, we're going back to the well, because this is uh, Keanu Reeves month mm. here on the fun table. Nah, well, not he really. throws footballs. Last week, we did Point Break. This week, can you guess which one we're doing? How many, how many, how many, how many movies does Keanu Reeves throw a football? Mm, two, three. Name them. Oh, well, he throws a ball. Hardball. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that movie's so good and so sad. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Oof. Jesus. So we could possibly be doing The Matrix. No. <laughs> could be doing John Wick or even mm. John Wick 2. But nope. We're going from Johnny Utah straight to Shane Falco. To kick off the NFL season, we have 2000's The Replacements. The Replacements was released on August 11, 2001. With a fifty million dollar budget, Dow, can you guess? Oh my gosh, it's gonna how be disappointing. Much? Guess seventy five. Seventy five what? Million. Oh, don't do that. Does this include DVD sales? No, it does not include DVD sales. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I guarantee you, it made more in DVD sales. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, then I'm going like thirty five. Nope. This movie made a profit. Oh, it did. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'll stick with seventy five. I'll stick with seventy five. The replacements brought in. Remember, fifty million dollar budget brought sure. in fifty million fifty four thousand five hundred and eleven dollars. Bob, 
Wow. The film made money. It was the 77th highest grossing film of 2000, just being edged out by one of my favorite bad movies, The Skulls. And the replacements narrowly beat out one of your favorite movies, Dal, an indie film known as Almost Famous. Oh, Barely. wow. Almost Famous bar- Almost Famous didn't make that much money? It was an indie film, man. I mean, it was, but it, like, it's tough to be a cult classic and be like a like a, like a box major office studio. Yeah, because yeah, then studio. it's mainstream and it's not exactly a, a cult following. Yeah. Top three movies in 2000 at the box office were Mission Impossible 2, Gladiator, mm. and Castaway. Mm. Mm. All clearing over $400 million. Mission <laughs> Impossible 2, the worst Mission Impossible of them all. Which one's that? Remind me. Uh, it's the first one that John Woo directed. He's hanging off a cliff. He's got that Shane oh, Falco that's a Andy Newton. It's the Chimera Bellerophon virus. Sure. I, think I, don't re- I, I don't remember the premise of that movie. I just remember being very bored. I think it's the one with the virus. Chimera, Chimera was the virus, and then Bellerophon was the antidote. And basically the bad guys were releasing Chimera to peddle their antidote. Bellerophon. It was an old mythological story. Did you learn that in Asian athletics? <laughs> I feel Jesus. You did get the B or the A. I did. I did get. I did. I did. Um, you know, I always like to start off our podcast with a question. Sure. We're gonna go season one on this because I honestly we're we're kind of doing this recording on a whim. I really didn't have a chance to really dive in and i could be super hyperbolic and ask you a <laughs> you could be super hyperbolic okay cool <laughs> can't wait i'm, I'm gonna do Go, it just all do right. it just right. hey for the brand is the replacements the most underrated football movie of all time um starring adults probably what if it was starring starring kids little giants dallas cowboys come on now versus the little giants oh classic classic that really wasn't the question I had for tonight. I was just kind of doing it for the bit. If you look at it, I think it is underrated in the fact that most football movies are solely around the game of football, whereas this sure. is a little bit different to where it's more about the players and it goes back to it. It's basically pays homage to the 1987 football season where they went on strike and there were actual replacement players playing. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous ones, Sean Payton, was the quarterback for the Bears. Oh, okay. Was he was a Saints scab. Coach. Yeah, he was a scab. Ooh. He was a scab. The question I really did have tonight, I was going to kick it old school season one. Sure. When I say the replacements, mm-hmm. what's the first thing that comes to mind? He's wiry. <laughs> he's he's what? Why? No, w- 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 wiry. <laughs> wiry. Oh, man. You know where I love that guy, the the assistant coach. Where? You know what movie I love him in? Which one? Getting Even with Dad. Oh, I remember Getting Even with Dad. Yes, Ted Danson when he plays him in. Uh, oh, I can't remember the guy. Famous like character actor Saul Rubinick. There you go. Yeah, like the two of them together are. Oh my gosh, it's such Ted a good Danson, movie. Macaulay Culkin. That was sadly the like decline of Macaulay Culkin as a. Child actor, I would I, say, right? That was for the paycheck. Oh, for sure. His parents made him do it before he divorced his parents. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my answer to the replacements, to the question I just asked, is relative to the hyperbole one I asked a minute ago. Mm-hmm. 
I do think it's underrated, but I also look at it as the way accepted is to comedies. Okay. The replacements is to football movies. Sure. Like, let's go 90, like the late 90s, 2000s kind of run. And we talked about it during Accepted Wedding Crashers, Hangover, Old School. Let's just call those that that top tier. Top tier when I think of football movies, especially like the 99 to 2000, you think of Any Given Sunday. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the biggest, the longest yard fan, but I understand why it's up there. Mm-hmm. We are Marshall, probably oh, in that yeah. mix. Uh, but I mean, if you go back to classics, like the program, the program is an incredible football movie. Rudy. Rudy. They are up there. That to me is like the tier one. Rudy, like the most inspirational movie probably ever. That's not hyperbole. That movie is like, that's the most motivating, inspirational movie. Also has John Favreau. Who's the wild man now? Man. Dow, why do you love this movie? So in college, before I was roommates with Ryan, Ryan was still living with, uh, living in the dorms. But at the time, I was living with three other guys. We've talked about a few of them on here. But one guy that we haven't talked about is Andy. So <sighs> it was me, Jason, Tim, and Andy. Andy has literally seen seven movies in his entire life. He's never seen a Back to the Future He's never seen a Matrix. Like, we're talking about, like, basic human decency movies that you would have seen anywhere. But this is one of Andy's seven. Like, he's seen all three die... Well, at the time, all three diehards. Finding Nemo. Four. Replacements, five. I might be out of movies. I can name one. Go ahead. I know for a fact he has seen The Terminal. Because I all, I, terminal. Like, all I, I can hear Andy saying is, do you have an appointment? That's right. Over he gets over. so mad at that. That was so <laughs> funny. Yeah. So this was one of the movies that Andy had seen. And so therefore we got to watch it all the time. Man, I miss that guy. Mm. I haven't talked to him in a while. No, I love this movie. This is one. Uh, I mean, it's not like a top 10 or anything, but it's up there in my top 10 of if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Like there's the rewatchability. Yeah, the rewatchability. Yeah. I, I watched this. This was the ultimate TBS movie. Absolutely. We when talk we were, about that all the time. When we were growing up and in high school, this movie was on all the time. As a matter of fact, for this podcast, I rewatched it on TBS. Mm. On demand yeah, deal. Yep. As did I. They say all the cuss words. They say, oh, yeah. I forgot. This movie is a little. A little dirty here and there. It's a little, yeah. I don't remember that, but that's probably because back in those days on TBS, they didn't show you or say some of the things on there. This was a movie that was also extremely quotable in high school. Me and another friend, actually, he listens to this podcast, uh, another guy named Ryan, he would always say, you were petrified. Like, (laughs) or you praise his glory, Nigel. You praise his glory. (laughs) Just randomly, you would say that, not knowing why the hell you're saying it, but it's like, oh, is that from The Replacements? One of the reasons why we are doing this movie is because it's extremely rewatchable, one. And two, also, we just did Keanu Reeves' movie. We thought we'd just keep the month going. So let's talk about this cast, because this cast is incredible. Name a couple. Got Keanu Reeves, obviously. Gene Hackman, John Favreau, Orlando Jones. Roy from The Office. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that's Roy from The Office. Yeah. He's good in this movie. I thought he was deaf. It wasn't yeah. until I saw The Office where I was like, oh, he's he's not. Yeah. Is he deaf? No, he's not deaf. Oh, you know. He must have a relative or someone. Like, his signing is so natural. Like, we right. talk a lot about this in, in, in movies, but when people do things where they obviously can't do them, it's very obvious. 
But his signing looks, I mean, like, obviously Ryan and I aren't experts on. Right. If you or I were to be taught right now how to sign, it would, it be, be it would, yeah. it would look very um, instructed. Like, we just mechanical. learned. Mechanical. We yes. just learned how to do this. Whereas people that sign, they go so fast. Mm-hmm. Their motions aren't always exact, but they understand because of the way exactly. the conversation is going. It, it's like when you learn a new language, you just speak it very slow. You understand it very slow. Like, yeah. He's awesome. So Keanu Reeves, at this point in his career, we're at kind of an interesting time in Keanu's career. He's just coming off The Matrix in 1999. This is his next movie, The Replacements. Then he does a movie called The Gift in 2000. Then he does Sweet November with 01. Oh, that was yeah. a that was a date night movie for your boy mm-hmm. way back in the day. Was it? Oh yeah. Name the date. It was. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't like a date. Yeah. Night. It was a date. It was. Uh, we're all gonna get together at someone's house and watch a movie. And Sweet November was one of them. And while other people were in other rooms, I was still into like that Charlize Theron girl. She's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Hardball two thousand one, which we touched on a little bit. That's one that we probably should do at some time. That's a good one. Then he follows up Harbaugh with The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions in 2003, and then goes on to one of my favorites during this phase of his career, Something's Gotta Give. So in that entire span, he's got action, he's got comedy, he's got sports, and he does a Nancy Myers movie. It's insane. Yeah. Odd ensemble of movies for a guy who gets criticized on his acting it, it feels like when you when you describe all those movies it feels like a set of movies that nick cage would do but better exactly that's like a, it's just an amalgamation of like what the hell is he doing and then but like better <laughs> how do you feel about keanu reeves is he a favorite is he just a eh? well i tell you this he's grown on me as i've gotten older and i think it's a thing where now that we're older we care less about being cool in the sense that like I can say that Nickelback music is catchy. Yes. I can say that. And it's okay. It doesn't hurt who I am as a person. <laughs> like, it doesn't change my identity. Right? Whereas when all of this came out, it was kind of cool, right, to bag on Keanu Reeves and his acting. Yeah. I, I mean. No, I, I agree with you. I just, I, I've always looked at him more like the Goo Goo Dolls. It's always been good. I've never had a problem. Sure. But see, but you also didn't want to be the kid to be like, I really like Keanu Reeves. And she's like, oh, you're one of those. You're one of the, you like Nickel, uh, you're one of those. Oh, you're absolutely right. Or that's a great analogy to compare the two. Mm-hmm. But now there's like a badge of honor when people are like, you know what? Nickelback, it slaps. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? But then you look at the landscape of where Keanu Reeves is right now in his career. Sure. The John Wick movies, the character known as Keanu um, or the, the 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 actor being himself, like in um, Always Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe. Let's just say Can't Buy Me Love, but yeah. Can't Buy Me Love. Gene Hackman. Love Gene Hackman. Well, this movie is in the final years of Hackman's career. Yeah. This is the, the money grab stage, I think, if you will. Uh, he crushed it in Enemy of the State opposite Will oh Smith in 1998. Best, best performance. A trailer I'll always remember is Enemy of the State. When he says, you have something they want. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's one of those like best trailers I've ever seen. And Hackman kills it in that entire movie. Yeah. Uh, he follows it up with this movie, The Replacements in 2000. Has a cameo in The Mexican 2001 opposite Brad Pitt oh, and Julia okay. Roberts. Never saw it, yeah. Uh, back-to-back movies with Owen Wilson in The Royal Tenenbaums. 
crushed it, by the way. Oh, yes. That was a great movie. I love that movie. And then did Behind Enemy Lines. Okay. And finishes off his uh, career with a courtroom thriller and runaway jury, which I really enjoy. And it's opposite his old friend and roommate, Dustin Hoffman. Mm. And a comedy opposite Ray Romano and Welcome to Mooseport. Mm. Which is sad for a man with a legendary career to end on Welcome to Mooseport. It's not a bad movie. I mean, it's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. I've, I've yeah. seen it a couple times. Apparently, the guy is still very active. He's like 90 years old, still like, I think he cycles. I wish he'd come out of retirement and do one more movie. And that's one of the things that, like, if you look at like a Sean Connery that we didn't get, once that career was up, it that's was exactly, up. That's exactly, that's exactly. Because I like, so I was actually talking about this with somebody yesterday. Is like, I was like, you know, it's a, a movie that had so much potential that was just, not done well was a league of extraordinary gentlemen and then the guy i was with was like that ended sean connery's career and i'm like that is tragic it's sad yeah i've seen league of extraordinary gentlemen once and i don't really remember it well i just said if your villain is the portrait of dorian gray (laughs) you got problems man you got problems dude i would have rather seen him end on something like Entrapment. Mm. That was at least a fun, fun movie that circled all the way back to sort of that James Bond spy. Think if he would have ended on The Rock. Oh God, and that would have been, that, that been like John Elway winning two Super Bowls and just being like, "Okay, I'm done." Oh, exactly. What I think a lot of people were expecting him to do, but it would have been too much fan service, was in Skyfall. Had he been. Mm. Um, and he made an appearance as the old family's like butler or housekeeper mm. instead of it being Albert Finney. If it had, yeah. you know, open, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's oh my god, it's old Sean Connery playing mm-hmm. in a James Bond movie, not as James Bond. I know the diehard Bond people out there would hate that. I think I'm a fan of some type of fan service, but I, I mean, Gene Hackman to me, I love Crimson Tide, one of my like top ten movies of all time. Opposite Denzel Washington, 1995. You've never seen it? No, I, I'm just, I've definitely seen it. The, 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 the Lippins are ponies. They're white. Yeah, but when they're born, they're black. I knew you'd do that for me. And he's like, I think you're mistaken. And then at the end, when he's like, you're right, they are black when they're born. And you're like, oh my God, no, that's not what we wanted. But he did. That's perfect. Exactly. Right. He's that larger than life character where he can't actually admit that what he did on the boat was wrong. And again, we've talked. I talked about those three fire. The best villains are the ones that feel like they are have the best interest of everyone at heart. You look at that movie. God, I know I don't want to turn this into a Crimson Tide podcast, but you, <laughs> we oh, now you make me want to talk about this movie. You look at that movie and you're absolutely right in the fact that the villain. But the fact that you called him a villain, if you really look at it, he's a foil. They're More both than not a, wrong. Yeah, and they're both not right. Right. They're exactly, both not right. Exa- exa- bo- exa- exactly what they said in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, the like ending of the, the movie at, was like the most satisfying part because it's like, actually, you know what? You're right. Neither yeah. one of them was right. Neither one of them was wrong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the man is a legend. He deserves sure. his own episode for a podcast. So uh, next one, Brooke Langton. Mm. She played Samantha in Melrose Place from 1996 to 1998. Never watched it. Then she played the Sandra Bullock part of Angela... In the TV series The Net. Remember the movie The Net? I remember she ordered a pizza on the internet, and I was like, that is amazing. Cyber Bob. Bob Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Net. That was a crazy movie. That was a, yeah, that was like, like, 
that's why my parents never wanted to pay for shit online with their credit cards. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Sandra Bullock. Mm. That movie, obviously, the technology hasn't aged well, but that was yeah. a fun movie in its time. I mean, 95, it's, it's, 95. The man. It's, it's one of those where it's like, when you look at it now, it all makes so much sense. Like, oh, yeah, it was ahead of its time. And all of that felt so futuristic when you watched it back in the day. Last from one season from 1998 to 1999. Then she does the replacements in 2000. And then she kind of somewhat fades away. Sure. Which I couldn't tell you the actress's name prior to doing the research for this. But I always knew when we watched it, there was something about her that I really, really liked. But at the same time, wasn't memorable. She she reminds me slightly of like a Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Like in a lot of stuff. But like never is memorable in any of her roles. Maybe like I'm I'm trying to think like like iRobot. Um, the Recruit is the only other thing I can name. I can name two of her movies off the top of my head. iRobot yeah. and The Recruit. That's it. Yeah. Like the movie that I like her the best in is a Selena Gomez movie, Ramona and Beezus. Never heard of her. Yeah. Joey King. Dude, that movie was stacked. It also had Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dumel. This is the Selena Gomez movie you're still talking about? Yeah. Ramona and Beezus. You ever read those books as a kid? Bro. Me? Really? Read? Come on. So like, yeah. Remember, like, rem- I re- rem- the last book I remember reading as a kid was Where the Red, uh, Where the Red Fern Grows and Hatchet. Sixth and seventh grade. Hatchet. Early 2000s. Sure. Is there anyone that you'd want to replace or an actor you'd like to have played a particular part? I have one. Go for it. Earl Wilkinson. I would like to have seen DMX in that part. Mm, Too much. (laughs) Too much. Y'all gonna make me. Yeah. Rest in peace. I thought that was DMX when I was a kid. I don't know why. You're so racist. I'm not being racist. I thought DMX was in this movie. It was Exit Wounds. My bad. I got him mixed up. You know what's funny is one time I was teaching and one of my kids was like, what kind of music did you listen to as a kid? And I was like, I don't know. Like, and I was like, they're like, what, what song got you hyped? And I was like, man, DMX up in here. And so I played a little bit of it and it took 10 seconds. Like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go back to working, please. Never mind. Pretend like I didn't just play that for you in the middle of class time on school property. Like, (laughs) cause I'm like, how bad could it be? And I'm like, Ooh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. God. Is there anyone you would have? I don't know, man. Everybody's pretty good. Um, I think it's casted extremely well. I think all yeah. of the players are like spot on who exactly you want, who yes. exactly you need. Like maybe for Cochran, you could have uh, have like a former player, or a current player in as a replacement player. I didn't read anything that there was any players like in any given Sunday, like T.O. is, an, is a is a receiver sure. opposite Bill Bellamy. You don't have that in this movie. Maybe one of those. Ooh, Bill Bellamy would have been good. Orlando Jones is really good, but but Bill Bellamy is. Nah, I couldn't do it. I love Bill Bellamy. I got to see Orlando Jones. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, he's like the flu. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everyone's just really he's great. The only in one movie. catching it. Yeah, he's the only one coming down with it. <laughs> I never realized how big John Favreau was. Dude, he's a unit, dude. You think he's just happy? <laughs> no, dude. Happy doesn't got too many happy meals. Like jacked big. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, I always like to do this little part where we uh, talk about some awards. Sure. Okay. I don't think this has actually happened before. There is not one goddamn award 
for this movie. Nothing. It's too middling. Not even a Razzie. No, that's what I'm saying. It's middling. It's middling, right? Like, it's too good to get a Razzie, but it's definitely not good enough to get now. Like, and I mean, it no, I, it, I do that as a bit kind of thing. No, but. I know. But it doesn't even fit in, like, the teeny, like, MTV awards. Like, it doesn't, it's too adult for that. Like, you know what I mean? It's too adult for, like, a Nick Choice award. Like, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. I just can't believe, like, there wasn't, like, a best sports movie nomination because this movie does have a lot of actual John Madden's in it. it. Right. That That's one of the most like nostalgic parts of this is having sure. John Madden and Pat, and Summerall. Pat Summerall. I feel like I was playing Madden 64. RIP, dude. That combo, for you guys that are listening that are under the age of, let's say, 25. Not like, even. I would say 30. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But like, if, you've, if you're under the age of 25, you've probably never played a Madden. That has Pat Summerall and, and actually John, John Madden, Madden actually yeah. commentating. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like you want to talk about defining a childhood, defining like formative years, like those two at the helm of a video game that dominated a lot of people's lives in our age group and our, like males, like a hundred percent. Who are we in this movie? Honestly, <laughs> this might sound bad. I think you're Roy from the office. <laughs> Because you try so hard and you have so much talent. There's things that get in the way, but at the end of the day, you're like, give me the ball. <laughs> you're Gene Hackman. Okay. If you look at classic actors, mm-hmm. two of the best coaches in sports movies, in my opinion, have been Al Pacino and Gene Hackman. Sure. And Gene Hackman did it twice. Hoosiers. Oh, in, in Hoosiers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Gene Hackman as a coach, the way he delivers lines that are could sound very cliche. He does it in a way that is so convincing and to where it immediately draws you in. And you have a really good knack, especially when it comes to me. I've never actually seen you teach your students, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling it's very similar to the way that you kind of corral me on some uncertain things to say, hey, there's, you, you know, when I look at you, I see two men, the one you want to be and the one you try to be. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's know. what you would say to me. Like, you, 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 you want to hear, you want to hear a funny story is today. Yeah. I had a I had a, a student, a girl, and her boyfriend did her dirt in something. I don't know what, but you could just tell like she wasn't interested in working today. And I was like, I was like, is everything okay? And she's like, Mr. Dow, I just don't know, man. Like my boy, this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, listen, if he's not making you better, what are you even doing? And she's like, it's tough because I'm warm hearted. Like I, it's tough for me to give up. And I'm like, listen, you need to be warm hearted to yourself. Mm. worry about yourself and she's like okay like you know what i mean yeah right it's like you have that way of getting through to people man and and i'll tell you another thing that that i would really identify with is it's like if i it's like if you want to try to control the way that i coach that i'm just out i could see that because there's there's a method to the madness and like some people just don't understand it that's a nitpick i have in this movie as i i don't believe for one second that Gene Hackman. That's why I kind of feel like this is a little bit of a money grab movie where it's like, yeah, okay. give me the script, give me the lines, let me do it. If this was 1970s Gene Hackman, he would have been like, there's no fucking way that as a coach, if I've already told you it's my way or the highway, that I would allow Shane Falco to be one million cut. percent. That's my biggest problem with this movie. Okay. I didn't know where you're going with that, but I 100% agree. Yeah. There's, I think he looks at the script and he goes, there's no, he goes to the writers and say, I'm not doing this shit. It'd be like angels in the outfield where he's like, well, I'm out. Right. 
If it's not Shane Falco, I'm out. You can do. You can decide whatever you want. Eddie Martell. We're gonna get a little Aggie here in a second. Right now, sure. This is why I didn't like Tate Martell. I didn't want Tate Martell anywhere near our program because anyone mm. with the last name Martell, you're out. <laughs> and the only reason why is because of Eddie Martell. Fuck that guy, dude. That dude was cast phenomenally. Yes, he was. A little too old. <laughs> a little no, but slightly that, but, too but old. But that's why it's so good. It's like it's like the aging QB that thinks he's better than he is because what does he do? He lists his accolades. Yeah, I won two rings. Yeah. Was all pro. I'm, a, I'm all pro. Like he just looked I'm, like John Elway in his final season. Like no, but John Elway was still pimp. Yeah, it's like if somehow in an alternate universe Ryan Leaf had won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, should we get to the movie? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. But if not, here's a quick little rundown summary. Labor disputes are fraught with great ire and contentiousness. You know who always comes out a winner in these situations, however, scabs. Shane Falco, a once promising collegiate football prospect whose career was derailed by an embarrassing Sugar Bowl lopsided defeat, is given a second chance to put on the pads and lace up his cleats. He is joined by a ragtag group whose love for the game outweighs their own skill. Through grit and sheer determination, he gains the admiration of his teammates, even when their original star quarterback decides to return, crossing that picket line. In the end, he gets the win. He gets the glory, and most importantly, he gets the girl. And that is The Replacements. As we do in every single episode, we always go through our favorite or most important scenes, starting with the beginning, the middle, the end. Dow, Brian, excuse me, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite scene from the beginning of the movie? There's one thing that I love in movies, and that's a good team montage introduction. Mm. Yup, yup. Armageddon. Yes. Can you name like can you name a better introduction of characters than Armageddon? No. Yeah, I mean like man, but this one was this one was so good. I wish they would have done a few more. It would have been cool to see like Wilkinson or some of those other guys, right? But right. the ones they picked were really good too. I would have loved to seen preachers like montage of oh, like yeah. him preaching. That would have been awesome. But yeah. The Lord is by your side. Exactly. Like that would have been awesome. But I actually think they do a good job of the length in that because if it gets sure. too long, sure, then sure, it's sure. then you kind of lose that sure. effectiveness. But I do like how they continued to break down different ones throughout that first practice. Yes. Like Oh, that's true. You see Roy and you get his backstory basically. How am I supposed to work with a deaf tight? Yeah. <laughs> Sign. <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, I would say my favorite is probably the Danny Shane scene. Okay. <laughs> When they collide, yes. it's the second time, the second hit. Sure, sure absolutely. <laughs> he just goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this game is confusing, this man. This confusing. Oh, my God. Let me help you up. And he's like, I'm just yeah. going to lie here and collect my thoughts. Yeah. Straighten yes. shit out, huh? <laughs> I laughed. We watched this movie last night in bed, and I felt bad. Amanda was going to sleep, and I just couldn't stop yeah. laughing. John Favreau just brings it. Dude, so he really funny. does. He does, man. He's so talented. Well, two things. Let's talk about the beginning. The biggest thing that I feel has not aged well with this movie deals with the players wanting too much money, so they go on strike, and you mm-hmm. have to have replacement players. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, we don't blame players for wanting yes. $40 million a year. Sure, sure. And think about that. He wanted $8 million, mm-hmm. right, to be a top-tier quarterback in 2000. Mm-hmm. Top tier, $8 million a year. Yep. 
Mahomes is getting $40 million a year, 20 years later. But I like, I wanted to bring that up at the beginning of the movie. Sure. You could do this movie again, 20 years later, but you'd have to somehow figure out how to get around that because player empowerment is very big, not only in NFL and the NBA as well. I mean, in, 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 in corporations as well, like leave your job, go find a new one, right? Your, your corporation doesn't care about you. Go, go do what's best for you because nobody else is going to look out for you. Uh, honorable mention also the scab, the, the bus scene when all the oh, scabs yeah. are being dropped off is hilarious. Oh yeah. Or Orlando Jones just taking pictures, waving and <laughs> they throw the egg. He gets scared, takes a picture again and <laughs> get a job. You wankers. It's just, it's now, that was so another good. scene that I had a, like, could you imagine like in this era, like Troy Aikman out there with a sign, dude, it happened, not with Troy Aikman specifically, but there's a very famous picture of Dan Marino out there at the 87. Really? Yeah, wearing like short shorts, like okay, like Magnum okay. PI short shorts, mm-hmm. waving his deal. I think Mike Golick's out there. I want to say that's probably where I've heard it from is back Mike in Mike. the days of Mike and Mike. Yeah. But it was pretty intense. I guess if you're making $8 million, then you're going out and picketing. <laughs> no shit. Middle of the movie, what you got? So my favorite scene is the bar fight. Like there's always the scene when you have like in sports movies where you're not the continuity isn't there and there's always something right that turns individuals into a team. And that fight was absolutely what did it for them. Mine is directly after that. Mm -hmm. It's the jailhouse scene. Sure. Oh, you did it. Clifford Franklin. He goes, Man, at first I was afraid. That was so funny. Shit, I was petrified. Oh my god. You were petrified? <laughs> and then it just goes in. Gloria Gaynor. It's so much fun. This is probably super mean, or what makes that scene hilarious. Like, laugh out loud hilarious is when the coach, when uh, McGinty walks in, yep. and they all stop, and there's Roy still yeah. dancing in the corner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's so fucked up. Yeah. But they like, hey, he's just there. Like, yeah. See, and you see the big old smile on his face because he's still doing the slide with everybody. Else. Roy's so good. What's his name? In, uh, nah, I don't know. David Denman. But we're just going to call you Roy. Like we called Dean sure. Chilton, sure. you know, that guy. You're, sure. you're Roy. Everyone knows who you are. Honorable mention for there has to be what's your biggest fear? Mm. that was like a running thing after this movie came out i do remember a few teachers and maybe even like some like student council things i would go to where they would be like what's your biggest fear and the running joke was if someone hadn't and you could always tell if they got this from this movie Mm -hmm. because someone would say bees spiders yeah (laughs) spiders or some shit just to see what the the thing you know the reaction would be but in the context of the movie they nail that scene Mm mm-hmm and I'm sorry, it's still to this day, and we talked about it two weeks ago, when he says quicksand, I immediately think Martellus <laughs> No doubt. Do you think Martellus got that question from this movie? That'd be awesome. Can we ask him? Martellus, where'd you get that from? <laughs> He's like, I was watching this movie when I was a kid, and I just had to ask you, Dr. Hall, what about that quicksand? But also that 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 same idea is used in Coach Carter. Is it? Remind he me. Asked, he asked his oh, kids. Oh, what all is your time. biggest fear? In yeah. that Samuel L. Jackson voice. Yes, yes. You're and right. then he's like, and then at the end when uh, Cruz is like, it is not that we are weak, but is that we are all powerful. 
Like we have the power to do anything. And that is scary. And it's true. That's another famous trailer line I remember is when mm. he goes, our biggest fear is that we are inadequate. And then it yeah. goes into. Yeah. Oh, Spanish from old school Cruz yeah. in that movie. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in that. That's right. End of the movie. What you got? I picked uh, Falco goodbye speech. What he the thinks is his bar? goodbye speech in, in the bar. Yeah. Again, another like Angels in the Outfield, but it's like very much like salute to his team. And his team is just like, fuck. But again, they're a bunch of scabs. What are you going to do? They have no leverage. They don't. I'm, I'm still going to fight it. There's mm. This movie was made in 1980. Never would have happened this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you Keanu Reeves is a, is, is a fantastic top tier actor. I don't think he's not. I don't think he's nearly as bad as how people perceive him to be, especially around this time in his career. Yeah. But in rewatching this last night, he actually comes across very. I mean, obviously, he's supposed to be sad, but there's almost like he almost chokes up, but he doesn't. I don't yeah. know if that is incredible acting or he did it so many times that it seemed like hey man we want you to kind of maybe cry and you can't sure. but if he had cried i think it would have been cheesy mm-hmm. had he played it too straight it would have been i think he nailed sure exactly the sentiment that he was it's, trying to get across it was a man resigned to his fate like he didn't choose this he didn't want this but he understands because a part of him i think a part of it is also he always expected this to happen uh, they all do. I mean, they right. all know that their their days are numbered. And, and especially when he's doing the the yam talk with the the cream when he's talking to Annabelle and she's and he's like, uh, for this week when he goes, oh, you're you're the quarterback of the mm-hmm. Washington Sentinels. He goes, yeah, this week. Mm-hmm. Kind of lose my table. customers. I don't right. want to lose my customers, which is brilliant. Yeah, mine is the ending montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending montage with uh, Wilkinson and Bateman. and Bateman shaking hands, and then you have the brothers. The two guards like walk up behind yeah. Shane, and then you have Gene Hackman's narration. Yeah, I never paid attention. I don't think I ever got that far. I think maybe once it happened, you know, the, mm-hmm. they win the game, and then it's kind of you turn the movie the off, the whatever. Movie, yeah, you you kind of turn off your brain. But I was really taken aback by that one this time around. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of scenes that we can go into. I'm sure we will in a little bit, but uh, let's move on to your section, my man. Okay, so <laughs> one question. This is just for you, Ryan, but like. Hmm. Is the owner of the Sentinels, Jerry Jones, incarnate? Listen, you leave Grandpa from Problem Child alone, goddammit. That's right. (laughs) That's right. He is the Grandpa from Problem Child. Like, obviously, just his finger in everything, and it hasn't gone well lately. Hadn't made the playoffs in seven years. Obviously, at one point, had, like extreme success so obviously that fueled the ego oh yeah this is supposed to be god bless the, the late jack warden he was uh this was his last movie by the way mm-hmm. uh but yes that is jerry jones mm-hmm. and it just it's an even better dig that it's a washington team because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. jerry jones hates washington conference rivals I was really hoping, though, when they renamed the Redskins, instead of, I, I actually think Washington football team is kind of cool. Like, it feels yeah. kind of old schoolish football. But the idea was tossed around that it could be the Washington Sentinels last oh, year. And I was cool. like, man, that would have been fucking cool. That would have been cool. Uh, the next one I had is, is Gene Hackman doing Moneyball before Moneyball? Absolutely. Right? Never thought of it until I read this in the outline where I was like, this is Moneyball in football. He's like, 
yeah, he's like, okay, there's this guy, he's really good, but there's one thing that nobody wants them, but I want him, and I don't want anybody else but this guy. We'll coach him up. Yeah. So Falco, obviously Sugar Bowl. Um, and <clears throat> then he talks about how he was drafted to a team and he was expected to do too much. Roy, obviously deaf, right? Obviously. The two guards, great together, terrible separately. Orlando Jones, Luis Mendoza. Yep. <laughs> Like super fast, but just a fatal flaw that is absolutely necessary for the game that they're playing. <laughs> it's true. Like I think I think what what Moneyball does a great job of in like in its essence is it looks so. Um, I actually had a student bring this up to me where he was like, I was watching this video, and this professor was solving ten problems on the board. And the professor solved nine of them correctly and one of them incorrectly. And all the students in the class started to berate the professor. And the professor looks and they're like, this is what society is. You don't look at the nine things I did right. You looked at the one thing I did wrong. And that's where Moneyball, I think, cuts through that. It looks at what you can do versus what you can't do. Like Scott Hatterberg has a great OPS. I don't care that he doesn't play first base. Right. We can fix that. That's what um, Gene Hackman does in this movie. He's like, I know what these guys can do, and we can try to fix what they can't do. Before I get to the one that I have here, I know we talked about montages already. Sure. And how you said introduction of characters, Mm -hmm. Armageddon doesn't come close. Sure. Better cheerleader montage. This one or bring it on? Oh, man. That's a great question because, like, I feel like same year. By the it, way, it has to be this movie. This one is hilarious. Like, if I give you a dollar, you can keep most of the change because all I want is a. It doesn't even rhyme. It's a quarterback. <laughs> it's like it doesn't even. Rhyme. I laugh so freaking hard. Because what's what's hilarious about this is obviously we've seen this movie, but I couldn't remember the exact phrasing of what she was about to say, and it surpassed what I was thinking in my head. Is Shane Falco a good quarterback? No. He's a boat captain that was asked to play professional football immediately. Like, if you went and got Gerard Johnson and asked him to play for the Houston Texans, he was a great collegiate quarterback. He just isn't practiced. And he he does, like, the Elite 11 stuff, so he's, like, at least thrown a ball. Shane Falco hasn't thrown a ball in, like, who knows how long. Above water. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so who is he in today's nfl or in the recent past nfl there was one person that came to mind like immediately from a from a playing standpoint not an attitude standpoint let me let me Uh, preface that before i say who i think it is okay so playing not attitude i'm gonna take josh rosen i went with uh jay cutler I was going to go. That was, I actually had that while, yeah, as we were thinking about that, I thought like talented, incredible arm. I mean, take the attitude out. Sometimes Jay Cutler would just run around and get hit and you'd just be like, what were you doing there, dude? It's the same thing with Falco. And some of those, you like step up in the pocket. It's okay. That's one of the best scenes is when John Madden's going through that one play where they're like, he, he pitches the ball and he hits his guard in the back. (laughs) That's a Falco. That's, that's not, in practice, you know he's gonna pull. Therefore, don't toss it into your guard. Exactly. Back. Like that's on Falco. On. Yeah, absolutely. Should, should we get into some awards? Let's do it. 
the Tobey Maguire, Jordana Brewster Award for the worst acting performance in this movie. I didn't have one. And you don't have one either. You don't have one either. Eddie Martell. I hate the Martell name, but yeah. the character, character sucks. Everybody else, fantastic job in this movie. Yeah. Love everybody. Yeah. The Alonzo Harris Award for the best scene. I picked uh, Nigel when he's about to kick the field goal and miss it on purpose because he owes money. How did he know to take the dive and not to kick for the win in order to make those guys money? Did I miss something? Because if your bookie is looking at you, it's not to succeed because you would succeed on your own. You got me. It's like blue chips. Ooh. When the kid, I don't remember his name. I think Nick something or oh, something. Um, he took TV. Tony. Tony took T- TV. Tony TV. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking at the. He's looking at the. He's looking at it. Because if he had to score, he would just score. That's what he does. That's he such an scored. intense scene. Oh my god! When the coaches are watching on the big screen and, and he's like, and, and, keeps and they're, they're they're all just making. They're like, no, he's such a great kid. Making excuses left and right. Yeah. Oh, I got chills right now just thinking yeah. of that. I love Blue Chips. That's a great movie. Your boy Bobby Hurley's in there, right? Yeah, Bobby Hurley. You're the biggest dookie I know. Who was your boy, Greg Paulson, back in the day? (laughs) Yeah, Greg, actually, yeah. The quarterback for Syracuse? Absolutely. Uh, Mine is the scene between Falco and McGinty when he goes, hey, coach, can I ask you a question? He goes, yeah, shoot. He goes, why me? And in pure Dow fashion, he goes, and this is going to get a little nerdy acting-wise, I love the pause before he says his line, and he goes, I look at you and I see two men. The man you are and the man you ought to be. Someday those two will meet. Should make for a hell of a football player. Mm. I love that scene. And I think that, that that can go back to our, like, is Shane Falco a good quarterback? And that's why he's not necessarily a great quarterback now. Because those two haven't really met yet, right? In those right. first three games, there's the intersection is not very large. That's one of my favorite scenes. Call it cheesy, call it whatever, but it's important. Uh, the AC Law, the fourth award... Definition varies from week to week. Yeah, so I had Roy. Like, you got Roy in this. (laughs) You got Roy and Roy. And then what has Roy been in since? But he's so good. He's so good in this, and he's so good as Roy. He'll always be known as Roy, and he'll always be known as the deaf tight end in this movie. Mm -hmm. One thing that I remember that I learned from this movie, (laughs) when the in the bar scene, before Shane gives his... Uh. uh, yeah, gives his goodbye speech. Sure, the cheerleader, one of yep. them, looks yep. at him, does the wave, yeah. and does the the yeah. motion. Yeah, trust me, kids in high school in our age did that motion because of this yeah. movie. For sure, for sure. I'd never seen that until this movie. I wonder if that's real, like ASL. <laughs> Mine was Reese Ifan. Yeah, I think Nigel steals this movie. By a long shot. That'll do, pig. That'll do. I thought came from this movie. Oh, I didn't really? I didn't know that it came from Babe. That's hilarious. Fun fact, I lost us, uh, my old company, we used to do trivia night on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And one of the like <gasps> one of the one of the sections is always movie quotes. And sure. your boy here would crush. Sure. We lost. I mean, we could have tied, but we lost ultimately because the one of the one of the ones was that'll do pig that'll do and i immediately jumped up and i was like the replacements and yeah. that was what i said and when it came out babe i went and argued it and i was like no it came out in the replacements they're like well you are correct 
it got its thing from Babe. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So what you're telling me is that everybody at your company previously was dumb as shit. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> like another to piggy off that story. So our roommate, a beak, right? Mm-hmm. He and I and some of our other friends would frequent a lot of trivias around Houston. So a beak for a time was a writer for natural gas publication. He would basically set the market on a lot of this. He would interview um, he would interview uh, traders and he would set a market. And he's also an aviation enthusiast. And there was a trivia that was about where was this plane this? And a beak was like. I know this. And I'm like, of course you fucking know this. Tell me the goddamn answer. And he's like, I don't remember. And they said it. And he was like, I was there a week ago for my work. And I'm like, you are the worst goddamn trivia person ever. You're off the fucking team. I was just like, God, you're so stupid. Like if you there's a broad, if there's a Broadway musical, like, I know question, that. I got it. Cause that's my specialty. Your aviation and natural gas, very small sex in the trivia community, but that's what you have. It's not going to come up often, but when it does, I need that's to be you. on your fucking a game. It's like, if they're like, Hey, what's that? What's the equation for a squared plus B squared equals C squared. I'm like, Oh, I'm blanking guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's my job. <laughs> oh. Hold on. I know this. Yeah, I know this. I've used it like no shit. Reese crushes it. Oh, yeah. You praise his glory, Nigel. You praise his glory. God, I love that so much. The Mark Wahlberg Award for the best acting performance in this movie. So this is where I picked Reese. Okay. I can see that. Like I said, he steals the movie. Sure. And I'll say this about him. He's Orlando Jones was a little bitch in the fight, but Reese came to play. You would think some, like... Well, I'm bloody Welsh. <laughs> I'm bloody Welsh. I'm not a Mick. <laughs> and he just, he's like, hold on. And he just kicks the shit. Let's play football, bitch. God. So when <laughs> in the locker room at halftime, he's smoking a joint. Just <laughs> so. So funny story about that, too. So Kurt loves to, to talk about professional athletes that he could beat up. <laughs> and one is Lionel Messi. And I'm like, Kurt, are you kidding me? If you if he's more than like five feet away from you and you come at him, he's gonna kick the shit out of you. And Kurt's like, Well, no, he's not allowed to kick. And I'm like, Oh, we're just making up rules now. <laughs> like you can beat Lionel Messi up if he's not allowed to kick you. <laughs> like Okay, cool. Then fine. Okay, then how about you fight Mike Tyson, but he's not allowed to punch, punch you. Punch, yeah. Just, yeah, just he can kick. just he can just bite you. <laughs> Okay, fine. You you might you might have a shot. <laughs> this one was tough for me, but I think I'm gonna have to go. I'll go with Gene Hackman, the sure. legend. And I think, like I've said a couple times already, he he plays the part of a coach really, really well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know Hoosiers. It's in the pantheon of sports movies of all time. Mm-hmm. But since it's basketball, I never think of him as like the football coach. Or I, sure. I, I didn't. I didn't. I never compared the two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll go with that. So quotes and other favorite scenes. My one of my the first ones is uh, Falco running on the field for the first time. That's cool. Like it was like whoa, that's cool, man. It's like it's like um um if you've ever seen the uh, Miami Hurricanes documentary. Oh yeah, where they yeah, talk yeah. about the smoke. Yeah, 
And and then they're like, they, I think they went, I don't remember where they went. Like, it might have been Notre Dame where they're like, oh, you can't have smoke. And they're like, listen, you motherfucker, when we run on this field, you're going to go hide in the corner and you're going to blow some smoke. <laughs> like, <laughs> Had it been Notre Dame. Notre Dame or Penn State. Cause you know yeah, how Penn know. State. Penn State might have been that one too. But like, that's what it felt like very much so. Um, so we already talked about the red jersey means stop. <laughs> like a stoplight, right? <laughs> like a stoplight. <laughs> He's I like, yeah. see that red like a bull, you know? <laughs> Um, I also had one of my favorite scenes is when Orlando Jones is talking to uh, Wilkinson and Bateman and he's like, he's like, man, you were so good. Like, I couldn't believe you beat up that cop. And then he pulls up the knife, like the butter knife on his face. And he's like, allegedly, allegedly. Hey, real quick, not to, uh, not to kill your momentum here. That actor who plays Wilkinson is none other than Michael Jace, who is in prison currently for murder, second degree murder in 2016. What? It's like, oh, no. Life imitating art. Art imitates life. And he actually like digs it into his cheek. Yeah, it's deep. See it? Like, it's deep. deep. Like, he's lucky it was a butter knife. And then he's like, I hate cops. <laughs> I'm a cop. I'm and then bites. <laughs> yeah. And, and kudos to those two. They were one of the, like, they were like, they had a little uh, spat later on, but like, dude, they were eating. I, I don't know if they were forced to eat together because that was part of his parole or whatever. Like, But like they were eating together. And that was kind of nice. And then my, my other favorite scene was the first huddle. Oh, yeah. When he's like, dude, he's standing in my spot, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like barfs and he's like, all right, everybody, let's move six feet to the left. And they all huddle. Yeah. And he's like, and Pat Summer was like, you ever seen that before, John? And he's like, not in a football game. <laughs> Your first quote, I'd never caught until this rewatch. I was like, what is yes, he talking about? That was really good. When they, when, um, somebody was like, uh, when they were talking, when uh, so we were talking about before about how the people were giving the players shit for wanting more money. And then one of the reporters in the, in the movie was like, yeah, what, like, like, do you really think you need more money? And then one of the players from behind was like, you know how much insurance on a Ferrari is motherfucker. Like, <laughs> And I'll say this, I know how much my insurance is on my fucking Toyota Camry, so I can't even imagine what a red Ferrari, like, the insurance on that would be. (laughs) Pay them more money. Pay them. Oh, this is a great one. And I feel like this is, this goes back to what I was saying before about, like, society focusing on your negatives versus your positives. And one quote that I loved was Gene Hackman asked, I think it's Gene Hackman Mm -hmm. asked Falco, you know, you know what separates winners from losers, kid? And then Shane Falco's like the score. And I'm yeah. like, man, that's deep because there's like Ted Lasso does a great job of this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's more to winning than just the score. And that's true in life, especially like as me as like in education, like growth is extremely important, right? Like that idea, like you might have not passed this test, but how much did we grow and how much more can we grow? And like, I felt like that was a very deep moment from Falco. Um, the next one I had, obviously I'm wiry. That was, oh my God, that I'm wiry. you, so we, I talked about my, one of, one of my roommates, Andy, and like, he was the definition of wiry six, one, 125 pounds soaking wet. And we used to say that around the apartment all day for Andy. <laughs> like, uh, like any like we would play fight sometimes. And, like, I was just thinking that I was like, I know for a fact I've seen y'all play fight, especially you two. Yes. And then yeah, he would get one elbow and it was like 
a freaking like rock, like a pointed rock into your like side. You're like, oh my god, you're so bony. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally a bag of bones, that kid. Yeah. Um, Falco's, or he's like, you see that yacht with the satellite. I'm yeah, I'm with the satellite. I'm in the old houseboat next to it covered in seagull shit. <laughs> oh, and this is a great one, too, is the duck on the pond. Yep. Right? I don't think I'd ever heard that analogy until this movie. I think I that's either. where I learned that from yeah, Duck I don't on either. the Pond. But that's so true. I'm just another duck on the pond. Again, so relevant to today's day and age. When you see just people on social media, you see them all kinds of things, and you're like, oh, man, they have their life together. They have, like... They're crushing it. They're doing this. But what you don't realize, everybody's just a duck on a pond, man. We're all just trying to keep our head above water. Like It's true. And it feels like people know what they're doing. They have their lives together, all this. But, like, man. It's just... and, and even to take it a step further, it's it's people who are in charge of things and have so much responsibility mm-hmm. that in our, are in a leadership position that can't sure. show off that stress or that anxiety, they have to keep it inside or pretend that they are mm-hmm. a duck on a pond. I mean, they're going a hundred miles an hour below deck, but above they have to keep that straight face. Another one I love is when Gene Hackman's like, <laughs> Bateman, I need the ball. It's like, you need the ball, coach. Go get me the ball. Get you the ball. Go get me the ball. Okay, I'll go get you the ball. <laughs> like, I got you we, the ball. And he's like, he's like, you got me the ball. He's like, I got you the ball. And he just holds it to him and he just walks off like very <laughs> cause and walk away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so oh, this last one I laughed so hard I forgot about this one. Completely yes. forgot about this one. <laughs> like, like Falco hits Orlando Jones with just a pinpoint, like the best pass he's probably ever done in any of these games and he hits him dead in the hands and he drops it and he goes over and gene hackman takes out glue it's reminiscent of little giants when they do the sticky the sticky stuff and he has all this glue on his hand he's like coach i look like i jacked off an elephant (laughs) some of the ones i had i had hey shane falco i lost a ton of money on that sugar bowl disaster of yours (laughs) he goes nice meeting you (laughs) kills it kills it that is quintessential Nigel. Yes. Because who doesn't believe that he lost a shit ton of money on Shane Falco oh, betting? Absolutely. Ole, 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 ole. So good. Nandeska. <laughs> that was <laughs> good. <laughs> the coach for San Diego or Dallas going, get her to stop dancing for two minutes. Yeah. Not yeah. one slap the other one in the ass. <laughs> Another one. I know I said ducks on the pond. I'd never heard until this time. I never heard we screwed the pooch today. And that really? became, I, that became, I, I guess we got that from this movie because we didn't start saying that till high school and everything after that. Every time we fucked up, we would always say, we yeah. screwed the pooch. That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's almost like one of those things where it's so ingrained in your vernacular, you're not really sure where you picked it up from. Final questions. All right, I got, I got, I got two. Okay, go ahead. One of them is a, is like a nitpick question. And I wanted to see, this is the, um, this is the theory I had and it's okay. like on a nitpick. So with Wilkinson, Earl Wilkinson, mm-hmm. who had a, he was a player, then became a convict. But if you notice, when he plays, he has the last name Smith on his jersey. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I'm not the only one, obviously, that caught that. But okay. I couldn't see, like, hey, they did this so that it wouldn't, we wouldn't have a name of a felon? I, I don't, a felon on the field? I, I don't it know. It had to have been an editing thing. You know what's funny is I was like, I was watching, and I'm like, no, that's the convict guy, but is that his name? And I didn't even think about more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last one I had, question-wise. When McGinty gets on his ass and he goes, Falco, if I wanted Cochran to have the ball, I would have called it that way. And he goes, I read Blitz. He goes, bullshit, I put the game in your hand, you got scared. He goes, I read Blitz. He was right. 
that was a blitz coming. Do you remember? Okay, I'll say this. He may have read Blitz. Does that mean you audible to a run? If you read Blitz? It depends. I'm Madden. If you engage eight and I do a quick toss to the out, you I have do to do a beat. quick toss. I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But the point is, if it's engage eight, what you're doing is you're running a slant, a slant in and you're hitting him for the touchdown. That's right. We played intramural football and we played a dude, shit ton of Madden. So don't dude, even question Jay us. Died from that. That's right. Dude. Let's wrap this up. Ratings, ratings, ratings. What you got, man? You know me, man. The highest of threes, man. I can't give it a four. I just can't. It is a great movie. And I'll tell you this. There's a lot of things that you can take away from this movie that are positives. There's obviously some like polishing issues, I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in terms of like an an Amanda term, like a fun time. Oh, absolutely. And if you go in with that mentality, it's tough to not come out of this movie satisfied. This movie is exactly I'm going to I said at the beginning what accepted is to comedies. I think this movie is to football movies, sports movies. And, and I, think, I think it's better than accepted. Like, right. In that comparison, it is. Sure, it's a better sure. movie, better stars, everything. I was listening to that podcast and I was like, man, I can't believe I almost gave this that movie a two. But like in terms of movie movie, it like it kind of is. But this movie is absolutely a good three movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's why I'm giving it a three as well. You're not going to walk away from this movie being dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. You're talking about football movies. We all we all know about Any Given Sunday and this one and that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. The replacements gets lost in that shuffle. And I don't I would think say, it should. I would say if it's even more fun than like The Longest Yard. And I, I enjoy The Longest Yard. I think it's better too. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I enjoy it. But like, I think this this movie is way more fun. Probably the most solidest That's what of I'm threes and The highest ever. of threes that I could give it. Yeah. Any recommendations? I have one. I remember this movie. This movie is one that I, I pitched to you. I thought maybe we could talk about it because it kind of fits in the year. And it's it's pretty good. It's a uh, Scott Bakula, Sinbad, young Jason Bateman, Kathy Ireland movie with Hector Elizondo. Unnecessary Roughness. Kathy Ireland? Yeah. That's yeah, not a name yeah. you hear very often. Are you petrified? Mm. You're I'm petrified because I have no idea what we're doing over FMK. Sure. Rapid Fire. Go. Don't even think about it. Just say it. Go. Shane Falco, Jay Cutler, Josh Rosen. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Oh Go. Oh, my God. You marry you. Oh, my God. That's so terrible. Okay. Got it. You fuck Shane Falco. Mm-hmm. You marry Jay Cutler. Oh. And you kill Josh Rosen. The reason why you marry Jay Cutler is because I have seen an episode or two of the Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler TV show. And I'll say this. Jay Cutler is, like, dumpy, but... I would argue that he is a great father and a great husband. Better than Talon would have been. <laughs> Talon. Dieter. Which one was the one? <laughs> Talon was you... Talon was the fuck boy. <laughs> Do you remember when we would sit around and watch that? It would be like, she's talking about Matt. Is that Matt Leinert? That's what she's talking about. <laughs> she was in a hot tub with Matt Leinert. Yeah. Does that mean he's going to suck this week? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And that was so funny when we thought that Matt Leinert was a bigger deal than Chris Cavallari. <laughs> oh man my girl was low i loved low no i was i was always an lc i was i that, a lot of people are LC. that head tilt in the beginning opening credits <sighs> let the rain fall down oh dude hillary duff let's go back let's do it back to the beginning it's so good that song's so iconic we should do a season two 
Laguna Beach, like a live stream watch. How would you like that? Oh, but I was sorry. <gasps> God, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what Jason's doing right now. I have no idea what that guy's doing. That dude was the first fucking douchebag tool I'd ever seen, like, on screen. Like, real. Like, real. Like, a real person that was yeah. that character. Yeah. And I bet he's honestly not that bad. Mm. Mm. I mean, he was in high school, dude. That's true. Name name the stuff you did in high school. I've seen, I've seen photo evidence. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun, man. I appreciate yeah, dude. you. Yeah.